is a music show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Metal Podcast. I am DJ, your host, and I'm here with my most trusted confidant, AC. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? What's up? What's up? You know, I was taking a drive earlier today, and I noticed the hills were really nice and green. And I haven't noticed them this green, like the mountains. And uh, it reminded me of, and perhaps perhaps, uh, you don't remember this, as I do, because I saw in theaters Fantasia 2000. And uh, are you familiar with this this film? I am not. I don't even think I've seen the original Fantasia. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Well, generally, uh, to enjoy these films, you need to either be like seven years old or tripping on acid. So I, I imagine that's you know you you didn't you weren't aware of aware of those. I was neither of no. those things. Yes, I never tripped <laughs> or was seven. You were never tripping balls, huh? And I well, was never seven years old. Nope. No, you weren't. But anyways, there's a part where this like weird like uh, woodland fairy lady like gets her powers and she like anything she flies over, um, it just just the roots and things just grow. So it kind of just reminded me of that. Um, and you know, Disney is you know pretty nostalgic for people. I get that, and it's just interesting to me today that the people that generally enjoy Disney aren't aren't really kids anymore it's it's more of adults have you seen this this trend uh in your in your area oh absolutely yeah a a lot of stuff that you would think would be for kids it's all it's all for adults and and all almost in a way the content is for adults there was a movie that came out like two or so years ago I, i i don't remember what it was called but a girl turned into a panda and it was it was I'm it was not familiar like, with that. Yeah, it was a Pixar okay. movie, and it was really overtly sexual. Like the the girl, she she turns into a panda, and her parents want her to be ashamed of it, so she charges people money. She charges other kids money to to see her turn into a panda, and they literally say, "Show me your panda." And at the end of the movie, she's <laughs> at like some some concert that it's some kind of like boy band they call it turning red yeah that's it that's the one in yeah, 2022 and, yeah it's animated yeah it's, okay. it's a pixar movie it's a yeah, Disney yeah pixar and at the end she starts doing like she starts twerking and like to her mom to show her like she's in control oh and that's sexuality. for that's for the kids well that's the thing is it's for the kids but i i don't if you if you watch the movie it doesn't feel like it's for kids. I, I don't know. Like, and I don't want to say it's for teenagers because of how it's pasted. It's, it's weird. It's, it almost feels like it's only fans propaganda. And it's, it's, and it's the, not like goofy, wacky Disney stuff where like silly slapstick and bright colors happen and cute songs and, it doesn't feel like that. It's very odd. Like I, there's I'm adult themes in this. 
It's weird. It doesn't have themes that aren't adult. So it's it, okay. It it like the whole the whole movie. It, it's They're trying a, to. <laughs> it's an overly sexual movie about a girl selling her body. And this is and if if you're a parent that isn't paying closer attention to it, hey, uh, this is the the kid friendly movie. I need to take the kids out to see. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the intention is because I I compare it to Toy Story, which is which is a cute fun timeless movie with a lot of good jokes and good good song and a, a a good message and this movie is not that it's really nasty it's really gross and it, Show it's me over your panda it doesn't yeah, sound very good no it's overly sexual it, it's it's really it's really creepy and weird and yeah i, it, I don't i don't feel like they they make like big budget things for children anymore. Cause I know there, there's things like there's like Peppa Pig, um, Paw Patrol. Like there's things for little, little kids. Right. But I don't, I don't see the stuff for like the seven, eight, nine, like 10, the... 11, 12. Interesting. Yeah. Like it, it like skips, it goes from like little kid to like, you're skipping like the up. childhood. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like, really, really weird. I don't. You're, yeah, you're grown up now. It. Oh, you're three years old. You're grown up. No, a three no year more. old. You're still watching Paw Patrol at five. That's when you're. You know, here you go. Oh, Here's a done. movie about sex moves. I don't even remember there being songs in it because Disney used to be known for its songs. Well, if they were twerking, they were. Pro- they had something. Probably there was music in it, but there was no like. Like uh, be my guest no, like, or like, there's not going to be like a sing along song. Yeah, yeah, there's no yeah, sing along songs. Yeah, because that's like what Disney, Disney used to classic. be known for. Yeah, most of them. The only one I, I can't. It's been a while since I've seen Lilo and Stitch. That one I can't remember if there was any. There were any like sing along from re- that one. Uh, I just remember like the trailer that had Back in Black in it. I was like, oh gosh, that's like. I mean, one of the only time, the first times I heard ACDC, maybe. Oh, I don't even remember that. I remember a guy says like that the creature will be a menace and steal everybody's left shoe. Other than that, I do not remember a single thing from that movie. But the one before that, I I think it was Mulan, which had uh, be a man and um, the reflection. Uh, the honor well, to us all first, and the, uh, a, a woman worth Clara. a woman worth fighting you know all the classics <laughs> be a man yeah great great song as a coursing river yeah and um and before that was pocahontas and i don't remember yeah. if there were other songs i know there was colors of the wind have you ever heard the wolf cry <laughs> to the blue card mode <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that song is so lame yeah. <laughs> but no, i remember it, it. And then, but, um, yeah. what was before that? It was probably the Lion King, which I I really don't Lion like King. the Lion King, but I I, the, yeah. I do like "Be Prepared." I think that song is really cool. Yeah, Scar has some cool with his uh, hyena yeah, friends. No idea. <laughs> yeah, the because uh, "Just Can't Wait to Be King" is oh, that's a rough one to to listen to. Uh, "Circle of Life" is all right. "Can You Feel Love Tonight's pretty good. Elton John. Uh, yeah, I like that song. Hakuna Matata is Timon uh, and Pumbaa. Yeah, that one's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, the 
the part when he's like, "Are you a jump, jump, jump? For some bacon, jump, jump, jump. He's a big pig, jump, jump. You can be a big pig too." <laughs> I remember that one. That was that was a good one. Uh, did you I, skip? Uh, I skipped did you skip Beauty and the Beast? No, Beauty Tarzan. and the Beast was eighty nine. Oh man, we got a ways to go. Yeah, but I skipped Tarzan, and I know there was uh, the. I wanna know. Can you show me? I want to know. know. The, the Phil oh, Collins yeah. yeah. Yeah, Phil Collins. Yeah, remember? They were, I was in a band called Genesis. I want to know. They were Genesis holding me back. Me. What happened? Yeah. What were you saying? I was in a band called Genesis. They were holding me back. You don't remember with no. Phil Collins from South Park? No. <laughs> the Timmy episode? <laughs> he's, and he's holding his Oscar I'm the whole still time. thinking about Tarzan. <laughs> That's what he won his Oscar for. Oh, and no, uh, like when, and before the Lion King, what do you want to talk about Tarzan? What, you want to say something? No, he was like surf. Him? He was like surfing the vines. That was weird. He wasn't like swinging from him. He, I just remember him like uh, surfing or uh, no skateboarding on him. He was grinding on the vines. I never saw Tarzan. Oh, I saw like, but I know one. the song though. I did see George of the Jungle, but what else? I know was the, there? I know the was, Weird saw, Al song George of the Jungle. Uh, Aladdin was before well, that. Well, and Aladdin, yeah, that was that's the next one. Aladdin, uh, of course, the the classic, the eight never had. Oh, the mermaid like song, the mermaid one. Stop skipping. We're on Aladdin. Okay, now. all right. Gosh, dang. Uh, so there was uh, never had a friend like me. Robin what, Williams. What was it? Yeah. What's another one from that? Uh, the um, Prince Ali. Fabulous. I can Ali, show Ali, you the world. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's probably the most famous one. I can one. show you the whole world. Yeah, yeah that, one. that one's pretty good. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they like uh, they brought in some ringers for that one. Yeah, well, they used to 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 get all the heavy hitters. I, heavy I, hitters. I know, I know Hans Zimmer did the music for the Lion King. Well, and then that turned into a huge old production, like a play, uh, just all sorts of. The Lion King. Whatever. I have no idea why. why uh, Disney on Ice. For. Disney on Ice. Yeah, I think uh, I think The Lion King is not very good. I I like all the other movies I mentioned that I have seen. Likes- I like, except for Pocahontas. I think Pocahontas is pretty crappy. That yeah, I didn't. Stuck. I was I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of that one. No, that one's not good. But um, Aladdin Cinder- is good. Yeah, Aladdin's good. Cinderella Cinderella's from like the forties, dude. No, really? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't into it. Yeah, we're we're, is we're like like Snow White like- and stuff. Yeah, oh, that, I think like Snow the, White is the first Disney movie. I'm okay, pretty sure. all right, all right. Let me back up then. We're no, we're we're, we're looking at the Eisner era, like when okay. Eisner took over, and that's when Disney became what people like. When someone thinks Disney, because people don't mm-hmm. really think classic Disney, even though there's a lot of great songs like uh, like the Jungle Book, like Bare Necessities, oh, yeah, or the Ubi Doo. I want to be like <laughs> you. Who I love that song. Oh, yeah. I want to walk like you and talk like you. They it's did. true. Robin Hood also. Robin Hood has that. Uh, Little Hood and Robin Hood running through the well, forest. Well, that was good too. Hollywood today. And then and they're uh, the tickety dot there, but no, no. The bot didn't know. The rooster singing it. Yep. Yeah, dude. No, Robin Hood's fantastic. Yes, it is. I like that one. Classic. Yeah, see, there were songs in that, that, that's the classic era. It's like Golden Age Disney. There were songs okay. there, but not that many. I, I think the, the Jungle Book had 
I think the, like, yeah, it's probably the most of that era. I, I, I don't remember any songs from the rescuers nor the sequel, which I do believe is underrated rescuers down under down under yeah. by John candy. Oh yes. No, the best part of that whole movie is the lizard. Joanna. <laughs> Joanna. He's <laughs> <laughs> eating the rocks. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just <feel> the egg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a great sequence. Yeah. Uh, uh, or the, the great mouse detective. And while th- this was pretty much oh, that era was kind of the transition. While, while rescuers down under yeah. was the, um, under the Eisner era, it was still kind of a holdover because there, there was a lot of stuff that was in production, I believe, before Eisner kind of set it. Like, Beauty and the Beast is the first real, like, Eisner production. Like, this mm. is what Disney's going to be. Because we, oh, we'll go back to Little Mermaid. Um, okay. Uh, oh, what are, I, I, the, the ones that come to mind, I, I, I'm probably wrong. And under the sea. That's the most under famous the one. That sea. wasn't, the, I was trying to think of what that one was, but I, I was thinking part of your world and kiss the girl. La 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 yeah. la la. Don't be. Wait, yeah. I, I think that. <laughs> I like that, one. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that one's good. That's a good one. La, yeah, that's la. Good one. <laughs> Dude, I think I want to listen to that later. You should. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Under the Sea is probably the most famous one from that. But and and uh, unfortunate souls. Unfortunate souls with Ursula. That one's good. Yeah, I like that one. That one's pretty cool. Or unfortunate souls. Yeah, that song's cool. Give your soul to me, or something like that. Think something scary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's evil. Demon witch. Yeah, and and, yeah, um, she was that. Yeah, the demon was bad. Very bad demon. Yeah, and it probably it doesn't look it kind of does look like a drag queen. <laughs> so it's probably just what demons look like. Yes. Very well put. There's no such thing as a drag queen. They're just demons that pretend to be like men in disguise. That's what I'm convinced of. Yeah, um, I'd uh, the wish I could be part of your world. I like that one. That one's good too. Did we did we forget 101 Dalmatians? Uh, that no, Disney? that's from like either the late 60s or early 70s. What mm. song was in that one? I do like that movie a lot, though. I don't oh, think there are songs. Sergeant Tibbs! <laughs> I said Sergeant! <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah, but that's like, dude, that, that I want to say that may, may have been late 60s, possibly early 70s. That's more their, their golden age. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do do let's try and looking it up from now. Yeah, 1961. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is, geez. Yeah, okay, that's so old, Walt Disney actually produced it. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah. Budget, three million. Box office, 303 million. Whoa. Oh, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that seems like a pretty a pretty good profit there, which is kind of crazy. I feel like the new Disney movies, the budget is like 100 that million is, or something. Yeah. I was going to say that 300 million is their budget. Yeah. Like, it's I, like, like yeah, how they, do you break even? Is it like the producers or something? Maybe. Maybe that's why they're all so bad now. Yeah, didn't they make a movie recently about Cruella DeVille, but they tried to make her like like all whimsical a... and cute and, and fun? 
Well, they did cats, or was that them that did cats? Or was no. that something else? No, that's something else. But no, no, there bombed. was a movie with Cruella DeVille, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, with Emma Stone? I guess it's just called Cruella. Oh my gosh, she looks really funny here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Emma Stone's Cruella DeVille? That doesn't yes. sound right. Yeah, uh, well, it's what it says here. Directed by Craig Geelyspy. Uh, well, this this one wasn't wasn't produced by uh, Walt Disney. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it looks like it, it's some movie. Uh, it's trying to make. Was there some nostalgia in there? I don't know because she's like a fashion designer. But here's the thing: is it her, underwater? Her name is Cruella Deville. You know what that means, right? Oh, I'm thinking of the, no, I was thinking of, um, Ursula. Uh, this is 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. yeah, now I'm on, now I'm on board. Okay. That took a while. I don't okay. what happened there. Okay. okay. Well, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> you were thinking again. You need to, you need to cool it with You gotta that. knock that off. I gotta, yeah. You're going to give yourself brain aneurysm. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is cr- like cruel devil. <laughs> he tried to make some movie where she's like, not an evil witch. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, Beauty and the Beast, a lot of, a lot of really good songs. And the, also the, the music really stands out to me too. Like the, the score itself. I, I really, the choreography too. Well, the choreography, uh, uh, yeah, well, the choreography, the dancing, <laughs> like the plates and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, I don't think there's choreography in, okay. uh, in animation. All right. I'm like not sure am- what you call it. <laughs> the animation, maybe. Uh, maybe I just like the movie. It's a good movie. I do like that movie, but I I like all of the music in it. Like not yes. not just uh, the the original song. I do like Beauty. And no Beast. one drinks like Gaston. No Dude, that's nah, a good song. <laughs> no one spits like Gaston. Uh, that's a great one. Uh, I like the when I was a boy, I ate five dozen eggs to help me to <laughs> yes. grow big and large. Now I'm a man. I eat six dozen eggs. That's <laughs> why I'm as big as a barge. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's dude. That song is so uh, cool. I love yes. crazy old more, and it and it makes you want to be a a friggin' man. It does. Dude, it's 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 great. And all all the song. I'm trying to just find all all the all the songs here. Where can I can I find them? Here? Yeah, the animation is really cool in that. All right, let's take uh, a look at the sound. Should look up here. the the sing along songs. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, um, there was the bell song. I do remember that in the beginning. I don't remember how it goes, but I do remember that it starts with like, bonjour, 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 oh, okay, bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember how that one goes, but I remember there was a song. I thought in the she beginning. just says like hi to people, but it does the bonjour thing for a while. Well, I, well, it is a song. It's written by Alan Menken and Howard, uh, lyricist Howard Ashman. So th- there are and lyrics to again, it. Again, it's the choreography. It's not what, I don't think you know what choreography means. Probably not. Do you know what choreography means? Like, uh, like, uh, who is it? Kevin Federline or something? It, well, well uh, choreography <laughs> does not mean Kevin Federline, but uh, Kevin Federline was a dancer. And yes, yes it, it is. It is the dance moves. Good. Yes, that was right. 
No, you weren't. <laughs> Gosh dang it. You're a nightmare. On Elm Street sometimes. Maybe. Uh, not just that one. You're probably every street here. Yeah. Okay. To so me, what? every night is Halloween. So it says here that Belle is heavily parodied in the animated musical film South Park, Bigger, Longer, and, and Uncut, which also uh, an excellent musical, by the way. I, I actually had I had the soundtrack to that. I listened to that one a lot. But uh, back back to this, I don't remember the Bell song at all. I remember that it was a song. Uh, Gaston, great song. Yes, one of the best. Be our, be our guest. Uh, famous famous song, famous scene. Uh, something there. I don't remember this one at all. It says sung by. Um, it looks like a- uh, Mrs. Potts and uh cogs isn't that cogs, angela lansbury cogs. yeah because it says recording artist lansbury steers or bach o'hara robin just Benson. passed away recently unfortunately oh. peace. i believe uh, coffin she wrote uh, david ogden yeah. steers is cogsworth so i don't know what this song something there is because that that's another thing that i was thinking about in, in all these other movies i'm sure there's a bunch of songs that i forgot because oh okay I, there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yes i do remember yeah, i was like there's wait a, i think it hum yeah, there, it but. yeah there's a picture here yes it's like when they're it's like before they fall in love or something and they're like i there's something there yeah and, there, and there's like I, there's a scene when like he's being groomed and like they're out in the yeah, yeah 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 yes i think i think that's the that's it. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a little picture of it here. I'm just I'm just on the Wikipedia looking around here. The mob song, I don't remember that one. But well, they just were rallying their pitchforks and stuff. Sure, I, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is, but I just don't remember it. Something. Kill uh, the beast? Well, I'll kill the beast. Okay, here, <laughs> here we go. All right, are you ready for this? <laughs> no. Oh my, oh my gosh. Composition and analysis. Lyricist Howard Ashman, who had AIDS by the time he wrote the song and viewed the beast's curse as an allegory for AIDS, was inspired by public sentiment at the time against AIDS and the gay community when writing the song's lyrics. Beauty and the Beast is just a just an AIDS ad. Well, hold on, let me keep reading. Beauty and the Beast producer Don Han further said the song was written as almost a metaphor for the stigmatization against people with AIDS. Uh, Tinkerbells and Evil Queens, the Walt Disney Company from the Inside Out, claims the song taps into the demonization of persons with AIDS. I had no idea Beauty and the Beast was about AIDS. Nope. Now we know it's like in the when Ralphie finds out Oval Teen's just an ad. Oh, that was Crummy pretty commercial. funny when he's doing the the, <laughs> the, the code and it's just yeah. Oval Teen. That was pretty good. Um, okay, so I I I believe I I'm incorrect. So um, about the eight? No, I'm not about that. I'm correct. Oh, okay. I I had the the two mixed up. I thought the Little Mermaid was ninety one and Beauty mm. and the Beast was eighty nine. It, it's it's. They're, they're flip-flopped yeah yeah and then the next song was beauty and the beast sung by angela lansbury that was on my my workout playlist i i I loved her in uh in bed knobs and broomsticks very good underrated movie i've never heard of that 
You haven't? Oh, the dude that's in Mary Poppins, uh, the Mister Banks guy, not him. The Mister Banks guy. I don't. I, he, I don't know anything about freaking. What's wrong with you? Weren't you? Yeah, you're right. You weren't seven. So okay. No, dude. Makes sense. A Rodney I've been McDowell? seven forever. I could be his name. I just know him as Mister Banks. In what? I don't see any Mister Banks in, in uh, Mary Poppins. Bed knobs and broomsticks. No, he's just the male lead in in bed knobs. Oh, is it David Tomlinson, Mister? Yes, yes, yes. David David Tomlinson. I see. Is George Banks and Mary Portobello Poppins. Road? Portobello Road. It's a good song. Portobello Road. Is that in bed knobs is and that, broomsticks or the other one? It is. Yeah, it is. It's in okay. bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, see, fantastic like, movie. Lots this, of good movie. Good songs. Yeah, her the, and yeah. This is a this is a surprisingly good turn for our music podcast. We are talking about Disney songs, uh, and I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, and this is another thing. It it ended with a, a duet. Uh, of Beauty and the Beast. This was a thing Disney used to do. They would have their song in the movie sung by their character, and then they would have the song play over the credits. It's like you brought up with uh, the Christina Aguilera song, The Reflection. It's sang by the girl. I don't know. I know Ming-Na Wen played Mulan. I don't know. I I assume she's the singer for that, but Christina Aguilera sang the one over over the... Credits. credits yeah yeah that was the thing they used to do and this beauty and the beast one sung by that witch celine dion oh gosh and some guy named uh Peebo bryson i don't know this guy apparently he sang uh a, on the the whole new world the um the one that's over the credits the male edition well he he sang uh because I'll, uh, I, I don't know, whoever voiced Aladdin sang that. Yeah, so oh, Peebo yeah. Bryson and Regina Bell, they sang that uh, over the, the, yeah, the ending credits. Yeah, that, and that's kind of a cool thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, Disney used to care. When was the last time? They used to care. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time uh, there was a, like a Disney musical? Hmm. <laughs> Well, okay. What about it? Might not be Disney, but they're doing those Sing movies. Sing like Sing. Those aren't Disney. Yeah, that's DreamWorks. And and also, my problem with that is those aren't original songs. It's basically karaoke. I hate that. Yeah, Bono was like their main person, and they were singing Anaconda by Nicki Minaj in one of them. They were. Yeah, that was in the the in the trailer. But I don't, I don't know if they're actually singing it or if they're just like playing the the version of the song. I I, I want to say, I think they're main, like the main guy. Was he actually yeah. singing? I don't know his name. Yeah, I don't even know. He I think he played Elton John in that movie called Rocket Man. I never Rocket saw Man. I didn't see it either. A, a Taron Egerton. Oh, that sounds uh, familiar. E. Jarten, E. Jarten, he, apparently. Uh, it says yeah, he played. I think that's him, right? Uh, sing, yeah, Johnny. I don't. I, I don't saw know. the second one. Okay, well, it I says did. here it says sing two. He's, he's also Johnny. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
Scarlett Johansson's a porcupine punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, That's pretty good. Seth MacFarlane as Mike, a white mouse street singer. I seen. <laughs> I saw some of this movie, and I remember being, um, most <laughs> mostly bored and kind of angry. <laughs> I thought it sucked so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, Reese Witherspoon is a pig. It's accurate. John C. <laughs> Riley. That guy's pretty funny. A sheep. Uh, Matthew McConaughey as Buster Moon. He's a koala. <laughs> He's like the main person. Uh, some of these people, I don't know who they are. Tori Kelly. I, I don't know. She's an elephant. <laughs> it, it sounds familiar of like, like what they did with Madagascar. They had like, who was it? Isn't Madagascar also DreamWorks? He might be. Because I feel like some of the models look similar. Yeah, that's probably what it, it made. like. Or maybe it's because they both have elephants and like <laughs> and zebras and gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is a koala. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading this is funny. I don't want to yeah. watch the movie. Yeah, like Garth Jennings, elderly iguana with a glass <laughs> eye. See, that's funny to me. Yeah. That's, that's... Peter Sarah Finowitz as Big Daddy, a gorilla gang leader. Nick Kroll as Gunter. That guy sucks. That guy's guy's not funny. I knew someone who looked like him, and I told that person that that he looked like him. He's like, who's that? Did they get plastic surgery afterward? (laughs) He was so pissed. He wanted to punch me in the face. That guy is not. I don't understand how. The Kroll show? Yeah, I saw some of that on on TV once. Yeah. And I, I... I forgot how to laugh after watching it. Like my humor went away. You hit uh, your you hit your funny bone. Yeah, it was like Cartman after you saw the butt face people. <laughs> Except like it was so unfunny. I didn't blow a funny fuse. Uh, I broke my my my. Funny I've seen fuse. the funniest thing in the world. I saw the most unfunny <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Lance. That is a- funny. A porcupine. No, that's not as funny. Yeah, see, the supporting characters aren't as funny. Mm. They didn't go into so much details with the uh, gorilla gang leader or whatever. Yeah, teenage porcupine punk rocker. That's really funny. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they actually. I mean, I guess I can see if I can find out. Sing original motion picture. Uh, this one says Garth Jennings and Dave Bissett perform. Oh wait, performer Scarlett Johansson and Beck Bennett. So that looks like the uh, the the people that were in it. Yeah, this one performed by Seth MacFarlane. So, um, so they have like a soundtrack where like Scarlett Johansson's now recording artist. I I guess yeah. This one well this yeah this one's performed <laughs> by Stevie Wonder and Ariana Grande. Oh. Give me some lovin' by the Spencer Davis group. So that okay, so that's just an old that that's just some old band from the sixties. So it looks like some of these are sung by uh, some some of the actors, and then some of them are just songs. Like yeah, this one by the Gypsy Kings. That's just some some like salsa. The Gypsy Kings. Yeah, they're like they do that song. You ever seen that movie um, where? The guy's like, a, he's like bowls. 
but like John Goodman's in it. And he's like, always oh, <laughs> the big Lebowski. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Shut yeah, up, Don. Larry, is this your homework, Larry? Is this your <laughs> That part's pretty funny. <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. But there's a there's oh, a part where they're bowling Lebowski. and there's okay. a cup co- there's a cover of Hotel California. And it, it uh-huh. sounds like like a Spanish version. It is in Spanish. Okay. But, like, Welcome to the hotel in That's a lovely place. It's a lovely <laughs> like a, place. A lovely uh, place. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good cover, but it's funny. it's done by the Gypsy Kings. Okay. And all right. There's some cool songs in that movie. The Kenny Rogers song. Yeah. Okay. So Hallelujah, sung by that looks like someone in the movie. Yeah. And then there's yeah, under and then there's under pressure. Just Queen and David Bowie. We're on. We're okay. still on sing. We're still on sing, yeah. So, uh, okay. yeah, we can get off sing now because it looks like, yeah, some people are actually singing, but it doesn't, it doesn't look like they're singing original songs. They're singing songs that already exist, like I'm Still Standing by Elton okay. John, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, oh. Hallelujah <laughs> yeah. by Leonard Cohen, um, My Way, this Frank Sinatra song. Not yeah, like so, the Disney songs where they're, they're not original they're songs. Per, yeah, they're composing. They're, it's basically like, they're just elaborate covers like karaoke almost yeah pretty much it's karaoke with the budget animated karaoke yeah the choreography is even not even as good in sing no no it's not <laughs> not as good and you don't know what that word means <laughs> but keep using it i will you're yeah, telling me yeah, don't stop stopping uh so you know you brought up uh shrek i don't does Shrek have? I know it has that Duloc song. The Smash Mouth. Okay. Step up the grass, shine your shoes, wipe your face. <laughs> That's the only song I remember. Yeah, there's the Smash Mouth song in it. Um, and then uh, Eddie Murphy sings it at the end. The All Star. Uh oh no they they it's a cover of a covers cover because they covered I'm a Believer from the Monkees right. And then yeah. Eddie Murphy sang that. So it's like they sang a the song. Smash Mouth version of Eddie Murphy yes, covered uh, the Smash Mouth version yes. of Smash Mouth's cover of the Monkees, uh, which were yes. the real band. Right. It's it seems pretty uh meta. What happened? What the kids used to say. Yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't think there was any songs in that. But yeah, that that I'm pretty sure that one's also DreamWorks. I think you're right pretty sure it's definitely not disney i know okay that. what about the Mo- moana or mona that okay Mo- that one's disney okay i know there. Yeah. okay that one i think yeah. that have songs i know there's the rock I... song you're welcome uh and then there's that uh what's her name she has kind of a whiny voice and uh but it's like the main song from that movie i can't think of it but she's some some artist kids are listening to these days i've never seen the movie Alyssa just... cara or something like that is that does that sound familiar what's her name no. with the Al- rock sings in it Awuli cravel ho is that who you're talking about <laughs> no. are you sure uh yeah okay then i'll take your word for it or what about is Frozen Disney? Because that seems like okay. Oh, okay, okay. Fro- Frozen definitely. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, 
Not that I like the movie. I don't really like that movie. I've never seen the movies, but I uh, but, know yeah, that, like, but that first one definitely, graders sing it. Yeah, that one definitely had a lot of songs. The Let It Let It Snow and uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Let, let it, was that do you want to build snow? a It was Let, let it, it Go. Let It Snow and Do You Want to Build a Go Man? Want to build a Go Man? Alicia Cara, that's her name. How Far I'll Go. That's the, the Mo, Moana. Who is this person? Okay, so that okay Mo- moana all right is moana okay moana and uh frozen they're both disney productions not disney pixar oh okay yeah so and and disney is just like kind of the the classic like here here's their formula and here's the songs yeah, Frozen is just like a, a bunch of songs. Uh, I I saw the movie. I I didn't really follow what was going on, and honestly, I didn't really care. Yeah, let let it go is an okay song. You want to build a snowman's okay. I don't remember the other songs in it. Those are the only ones I remember. But I'm sure there's plenty more. <laughs> I, I if just because I don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just like you don't know what a word means doesn't mean you're not going to use it. Yeah, just like uh, I keep giving people directions, even though I don't know the way, because that's the type of guy I am. <laughs> Especially that. All right, so uh, the songs "Frozen Heart." It's a, yeah, this is the original motion picture soundtrack. Uh, da, 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 uh, da. So this is performed by the cast of Frozen. So I don't know. I'm I have in no real hurry to to watch this movie. Do you want to build a snowman? I remember that one. It looks like that might be here twice because I thought. A yeah, snowman but Frozen, was... Frozen probably is like age appropriate though. It's not like that one for, movie for just... me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I okay. mean, for, well, for here, its intended audience. Here, here, let me put this into perspective for you. Frozen is ten years old. All right. What year oh. is it? It's it's twenty 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 three. All right. Have you seen the Jumanji? I love using that that. Uh, that quote from um, Robin Williams. He's like, he's like, he's like, what year is it? <laughs> did they do that bit in the Terminator? What I could have a year. Uh, okay, so before Frozen was Wreck It Ralph, I didn't see that one. I didn't see it. That was a John C. Riley, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So it says here the the out. Majority of the score written by, it looks like Henry Jackman. And he did the music to one of the Marvel movies. And I thought was pretty good actually. Um, uh, so it looks like the album features six songs, three original, three incorporated tracks, Owl City, the original track. When can I see you again? So it looks like there's, they're still doing celebration. Cool. in the gang, some Skrillex song. That's the, Skrillex and John C. Riley singing some song. That's very strange. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, some Japanese girl group did some song called Sugar Rush. Shut Up and Drive by uh, our, our our good buddy, yeah, Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> one of our one of our favorite, one of our favorite self made stars. Um. Uh, da, da, da. All right, what, yeah. what else we got? And then before Wreck It Ralph, there, uh, Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Uh, Winnie, I, I never oh. saw this one. I like classic Winnie the Pooh. I don't know. If oh, yeah, classic. Songs. 
Looks like it's got a lot of songs. I do like the song Winnie the Pooh. It's a good song. Um, uh, when you up, down, touch the ground. Yeah, good stuff there. It's like there's some decent amount of songs. So, oh yeah, it looks like Henry Jackman again. Uh, Tangled? I didn't see that one. Do you? Oh, there's a soundtrack. Okay. I didn't just, see that one. Was that like a Rapunzel thing, I think? Yeah, but when the main girl in it was Mandy Moore, or the main character, I don't know what you want to put it. But yeah, Mandy Moore is like, you know, actually a, a singer. Okay. So I would assume that if you're going to have Mandy Moore in something, that she's probably going to be. She, she can act in an animated movie? <laughs> well, I mean, she's going to sing in it. We've <laughs> got a great acting. I want to be an actor. Oh, we've got a great role for you in an animated film. <laughs> good choreography. Absolutely. Do you think. Um, that Man- Mandy Moore voiced herself in that um, in Scary Movie Two when when the girl singing graduation with her and she says, "We shut the f up and let me sing." <laughs> I, I gotta actually, I, I want to find out if that was her because that that was pretty funny. When that happened. Uh, it, oh, it doesn't say so. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, so it looks like there's some songs in this one. Uh, Enchanted. I guess this oh, one's got a was, lot of. It's got a few songs in it. That was a mixture of live action and animated, wasn't it? I don't know. I never saw. It. I know. I I know it was live I action. It. I didn't know if it was a mixture of uh, live action and animated. So it looks like they they. It looks like they tried to have songs for the most part, but they just kind of, kind of half, half reared it. You know, yeah. Then the big hero six looks like this does not have any songs, any original ones. What about uh, Wally? Like we had mentioned a few episodes ago. I don't, remember a single song but again that that was um that was pixar oh all right well that i guess that's yeah so looks yeah looks like pixar doesn't really have the budget for wally 180 (laughs) million whoa whoa no way yeah well i mean maybe not but that's what it says i'm just what the heck it says that it's animated how could it possibly be that much there's like three words of dialogue and then they're all wally (laughs) well well, they probably weren't paying for voice recording they're probably paying for animation they actually put robots in space and then like filmed them somehow (laughs) maybe and then they just they just just, like traced over oh this is from this this is space all right wally soundtrack (laughs) let's see it's done by thomas newman i want to say thomas newman is done by skrillex i don't think it's done by skrillex i want to say Thomas Newman did music I like. Did he do Skyfall? I don't. Yeah, he did uh, Skyfall. Yeah. He did. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the music. That, Skyfall. that reminds me, though. Danny Elfman, like, plays shows and stuff or whatever. And he's, like, composed a lot of, like, movies. Now, here's the question. Does does Danny Elfman, when he plays, does he do Nightmare Before Christmas songs? Because he did the music think, and he was the, the voice yeah. of Jack when he was singing. I want to say yes, but it sounds interesting. The ads look cool. Well, do well you do you know the story of of Danny Elfman doing um movie scores? 
No, I know that he was an Oingo Boingo. Yeah, Tim <laughs> Tim Burton was a fan of Oingo Boingo, and he asked him when he made um, the Pee Wee Herman movie. He said, "Will you do the score for my movie?" And, and Danny Elfman basically said, "I've never done that before, <laughs> but I could try." And then just after that, the the score and the, and the score in in that movie is really iconic, and that it's pretty much defined Danny Elfman as a composer is, is that movie. The Pee Wee Herman movie? Yeah, that um the one where he's trying to get his bike. You know yeah, that one? yeah that, I do. <laughs> that movie's funny. <laughs> I like that movie. But yeah, that was it. He wasn't so I think he he may have done the music for cuz I want to say he he may have done the music for uh, one movie before that and I don't remember the name of it, but I, I think that's how it went. But, but yeah, that that was pretty much it. Is he was not a, a music composer or a movie composer. He was just a guy. Tim in a Burton band. just was a fan. Yeah, he just liked Oingo Boingo, and then he just said, "Will you will you do this here?" And then he said, "Okay, I'll give it a like, shot." Probably- and then I'll after that, a, then a he does team of people. <laughs> yeah, then he does Beetlejuice and Batman and Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. and then other non Tim Burton things. Yeah, it's right. Pretty. I, I mean, it's like a really successful career, and, and and it's a name everyone recognizes. Like Danny Elfman is probably a step below John Williams. And John Williams has done more themes. Terminator, that are iconic. John Williams did not do Terminator. That was Brad Fidel. John Williams did Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Jurassic Park, and Jaws. I just keep you honest over there. <laughs> you you are. <laughs> John Williams the Terminator. Uh, he also yeah, John Williams. He he also did you know, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, what's uh, what's another thing he absolutely didn't do? Uh, uh, Chariots of Fire. Um. Uh, name name a movie. I don't want to anymore. Uh, he did. Uh, John Williams did the score for Wally. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. No, the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah, John Williams did that. Actually, I don't know who did that. Maybe John Williams did do that. One. I don't think so. That Probably was I think the not. first movie The Rock got like his lead in. I'm pretty I sure that so. was his first lead because he was in The Mummy Returns as like an animated scorpion person. And then they're like, you know what? You are good as that. You should just be the Scorpion King going forward. He was and an then, actor in wrestling. Yeah, well, that's true. But he didn't use The Rock. That was like the first time he used Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Du- um, Dwayne. Music by John Debney. Not John Williams. Different John. Oh. Oh, you know what? He did uh, the music for Passion of the Christ. That's cool. Interesting. Oh, how fun. How fun. Yeah, well, that that's uh that's always good. Just this is the, this is the Disney hour. Disney. Yeah. But yeah, well So, we were able to find modern Disney movies that had uh some songs, but it, it's it's not like it used to be where the, these songs were iconic. I I will I will surrender the um the frozen one because 
that song let it snow was extremely popular yes i I know what it's actually called (laughs) i know it's let it go but that song let it snow was extremely popular i know little girls really liked that song and people were having like frozen like parties for their children Uh, but outside of that one frozen parties remember the uh no i'm not gonna get us off track that's funny Frozen parties. Yeah, you tell tell me off. I was gonna say, yeah. (laughs) Unless it's actually really funny. Is it really funny? I mean, it's from the Kick-Ass movies. Like they're having Kick-Ass parties. (laughs) It's the same idea. Like having frozen, like people dressing up like a character and going over to someone's house. No, I I think they. I'm pretty sure that's what they would do. They would hire girls that looked like having frozen parties. Because in the movie Kick Ass, he like ends up murdering someone dressed up as Kick Ass, and he's like, "Oh, wait, that's they're unfortunate." They're having Kick Ass parties now. <laughs> well, hopefully, no one's murdering girls dressed up as the girls from Frozen. I hope not. We're kidnapping them and locking them in a castle. No. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like girls would would dress up as a uh, frozen girl and then just come in and then they would sing the songs and was well, that because whatever. Disney wasn't like paying them enough and they have to like get a side gig as like a Disney no, princess? No, no. no, I'm pretty sure they didn't hire them from Disneyland. They would just get some local girl and like in, in a way that they would hire a clown, they'll hire a, a girl to dress up as, um, Frozen girl. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. <laughs> like Ella, uh, a right? Snow, like a, and then, then she has like a snowman with her. Like you could be Santa Claus with an elf. Or, a, like or a, a reindeer. With... Yeah. Yeah, something something like that. Oh, dude, the guy uh, he uh, that scored... Um, uh, w- was it Wally? Shoot, I've already forgotten which movie. Guy scored the Scorpion King. Scorpion King to the Passion of Christ. He also did Hocus Pocus, another Disney movie. Oh, interesting. Did he do the the remake, the second one, or whatever Uh, you want to call it? Well, the sequel? Let's find out. Um, Possible. Did Did anyone watch that movie? That's a good question because I do think Hocus Pocus is not a good movie. Um, Yes, he did. He did do Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, Hocus Pocus is not a, a movie that I would want to watch around Halloween. I mean, it, the witches are too scary looking to me. Well, that's what witches are supposed to look like. It's not supposed to be a friendly movie. Witches are bad. I know, and they and they frighten and they're, me. And, but... and, and, and ugliness is bad. Well, yeah, that's how they, it used to be. They belong burned at the stake. And the demons looked like wait, wait, oh, Ursula. Yeah. Well, they well they still do. Now, <laughs> now, now, hold on there. Okay. There was a theme park attraction for Hocus Pocus. Where? That exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was it at Disneyland? I don't think so. I think I would have known about that. That's what I would think. I've never heard of this before. Huh. Well weird. then. Yeah, I don't not think Hocus Pocus is a movie. Like of all the movies that got sequels, like really late, <laughs> I don't know if Hocus Pocus is one that deserves it. 
Well, the budget at least is less than Wally's. Wally, I still can't believe that. 180 million for a cartoon, <laughs> especially with no dialogue. Yeah, the 101 Dalmatians is three million. Sure, three you million. could say like that was more expensive than 300 million. Yeah, it, it, it's probably <laughs> like if that was three million in 1961, it's probably the equivalent of like maybe 30 million now. Not all, not 180 million. No. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. The only song I remember is the, I put a spell on you, which was already a, um, a credence song. Oh, was it really? I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, well, I know there's a credence Clearwater revival version of, I put a spell on you. I, I don't know if he wrote it. So right here, uh, I put a spell on you. Written by Jay Hawkins, performed by Bette Midler. Hmm. So we're just looking at other versions of I Put a Spell on You. The covers. Um, Did they play it in the sequel or something too? Was that like a popular song? I'm not, I don't even remember that song. Probably. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was Credence. There's Brian Ferry. Um, Crazy World of Arthur Brown. I have no idea what the heck that is. I guess Marilyn Manson, Jeff Beck, vocals by Joss Stone. And Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I thought there was a Credence version. Maybe if I keep... Yes, there was. Okay, there's a Credence version in 1968. So, Bette Midler sang a cover. So, there's a lot of Disney movies. It's just covers. Like... Or not, not many original, not, not original songs. Yes, that, yeah. that's what I should be saying. Yeah. So Hocus but, Pocus two. We'll we'll find out if they sang it again. We'll uh, find out if anyone music. I well, I couldn't find out if anyone saw it. No, I don't know anyone it. that saw it. It says there's two original songs, twenty eight tracks, two original songs. Yes, Salem, we're back. Less well, is dialogue. The witches are back. Sang by Midler, Parker, and Najimi. I'm guessing it's Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and something. Uh, Skeleton Sam by Looks Like Lovecraft. Oh, Planet Claire by the B-52s. Somebody's got the watching B- me by Rockwell? Wait, that's, not, that's not the b 52 They do like Love Shack or something, right? Yeah, and Rock Lobster. <laughs> Rock Lobster. Our house. Okay, okay, so here's a in new the here. middle of the street. I don't right? I don't believe that's B fifty twos. Who does that one? It, the Bengals? No, not the Bengals. Bengals are all girls. Oh, okay. Um, Radio killed the video star. That's the Buggles. Video. Madness. Song you're thinking of Madness. In the middle of oh, okay. our street. Our yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, that I was gonna say Who'd... that that's talking heads but that's burning down the house <laughs> yeah so the the new cover that they do is one way or another the blondie song mm-hmm. which i love blondie but i think that song sucks it's the <laughs> only blondie song that i really don't like i think blondie is a lot of that song's awesome call me's great yeah. call me's good um call atomic's really good uh dreaming uh radiate uh, even their cover of like Denny Scooby Doo, uh, that's that's good. 
Blondie's uh, Heart of Glass classic. Uh, Blondie's really good, except for one way or another. I think that song sucks. Um, Hanging on the Telephone's a really good Blondie song. Blondie's a great band. But now you have these three witches singing their worst song in a movie <laughs> that <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted to watch. <laughs> That's very funny. I guess there's an original song. There's an original song called Sarah's Theme, sung by Sarah Jessica Parker. That's kind of weird. Is she like a witch in the movie? I think she's a witch in real life. Maybe she plays uh, one in the movie as well. Okay. I mean, she's kind of. Oh, I guess have her. To, I guess have her, to act much. Yeah, typecasting. I guess her name is <laughs> Sarah Sanderson. That that's her name in the movie. Uh, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary are these witches' names. They do look all like witches. Like Sarah Jessica Parker, like oh, she yeah. she is not attractive at all. But they they paint her, like a new face on her face with how much wake up or <laughs> wake up. How much makeup she's wearing in in both of them. Wake up makeup. You know, you know, in all fairness, um all three of these witches, they do look pretty similar to how they did in the first hocus pocus. So so good good for them for that, for like getting women that are so scary looking naturally that they don't have to change them too much to look like, you know. Uh scary monsters oh he also did the spongebob movie spongebob out of water i don't know anything about spongebob i know it's popular though i, I mean I know, I, I know what spongebob sounds like. you know, you know, you know i know the i know the memes i know the guy wants the money and squidward i mean i've seen episodes i saw the one where they were the ironically the, or appropriately i guess the one where they're playing music for like a sporting event. The sweet, sweet, sweet <laughs> victory. And it's us for the take it. That song's really good. <laughs> SpongeBob. That's that's probably the only episode of SpongeBob that I've like sat down and watched. And it was it was it was pretty it was pretty good. I, I recommend that one. I don't think there's all too many songs in SpongeBob. I don't know. But this guy who did the music for Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 did the music for Spongebob. I've already forgot what it's called. Spongebob uh, out of water? Movie, Sponge Out of Water. Sponge Out of Water. <laughs> yeah. Now, so. So tell, tell us, what, what, song, what song do you have for us this week? So this week uh, we have a song from Colin Cadence called Throw My Body. Right on. All right. Well, I hope you like it, and we will see you on the other side of the break. Enjoy. Sorry, didn't want to go away. But my love was not true, there was no way I could stay. So 
Calling Cadence with Throw My Body. Yeah, we'll put all the links in the description. You check them out. Thank, thank you. And anyone, if if you want your band featured here, you want want your song played, and with all the usual promotion, uh, we'll do it. Just you know, send us an email, send us a message. Uh, Instagram, we're pretty easy to contact there. Or our email, themetalpod at gmail.com. But, back to the show i was i was looking at this earlier because before we started recording we were talking about megadeth as as we often do guilty as charged yeah yeah that's uh 
thing we do here. And I, I, we were talking about the, the times that we saw them. I, I saw Megadeth in 2004 and 2005. And I remember their set list for both times that I saw them. And uh, I did, I read them back to DJ here. And after I told them what they were, as I, I was 100% correct on what they were. And there's this website, setlist.fm, where it just keeps track of, of band's set lists. And the one thing that I, I told him, I, I, I wish that I hadn't stopped paying attention to Megadeth because they got to a point where they started playing songs that they didn't play anymore. Because Me- Megadeth did this really annoying thing. And I think most popular bands do this at this point, where their set list essentially did not change at all. They just played what was on Capital Punishment, which is their their greatest hits record, and then a few current songs for whatever the, the recent album is. And then they, they did that for a really long time. And if that's what they're doing, there's no real reason to see them because they're getting older, so they're not getting better. They're, they're getting older. Dave is get, becoming a you know, worse singer. The, the, re, the rest of the musicianship is fine. He's still a solid guitar player. But but they've never been known for a singing band, and Dave's admitted we're not a singing band. So that you can kind of get away with, and we've sure, always I, yeah, known. Yeah, yeah. Or the, uh, yeah I, the I, I, I'll excuse his singing, but my, my point is that the older he gets, the worse a singer he's probably it ain't going getting, to be. It ain't getting any easier, I guess. No, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not. He's not becoming a better singer as he's almost seventy years old. But the the point is, you're going to see them on the the new tour. You saw them on the last tour, and he's a worse singer, but the songs are exactly the same. So the only reason to to go see Megadeth on the new tour is because you never know when this is going to be the last one. That's the, that was the only reason. And for a long time, it was, it was really anger, 18, Holy Wars, reckoning day to Oman, uh, peace cells, peace cells, symphony of destruction, trust, trust, sweating bullets. I, obviously there's a few things here and there. Like they would, they would throw in tornado of souls. I set the world of fire uh, for some reason. She wolf that song does suck it is not a good song. I have no idea why, but, but there's, there's a few variations, but for the most part, it's, it's all the songs that have music videos. Maybe if it's a, a bigger tour, tornado of souls. And, and that it was like that for the longest time. And, and I'm just looking at the, this website and just going through all the, the, the sets Megadeth did starting at 1984 and just look at this this is 84 this is this is pre killing is my business and this this is so so cool what like what a time it would have been to actually see this band first song last rites love to death then chosen ones killing is my business business is good looking down the cross these boots are made for walking Skull Beneath the Skin, Mechanics. Now, that's that's basically the whole first album. Now, what right. song did I not mention that's on the first album? Uh, these Boots. I already did said you mention boots. that? I did. Then you mentioned all of them. Ah, I didn't mention Rattlehead. 
Oh, Rattlehead, yeah. Which yeah. was the encore, but I'm just skipping around because after Mechanics, 1984, okay? My last words. That didn't come out till 86. Right. So he still had this, this ace in the hole way back then. And then after that, Into the Lungs of Hell, which is the, the first track on So Far, So Good, So What? But it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's pretty much just kind of an interlude. Then after that, Bad Omen. Then Good Morning Black Friday. And then the encore is Rattlehead. Uh, I, know, okay. I, I know a lot of people like Rattlehead. Rattlehead is, it, with the exception of these boots, which these boots is still pretty cool. Rattlehead is my least favorite song. It's my least favorite original on Killings My Business. It's still a good song. It's cool. But I like all the other songs way more that's funny i would have thought you would have like you wouldn't have like chosen ones as much because that one is kind of like the more radio friendly of all the songs it seems like well it's i like that paid. one a lot no, i do too sharp and pointed teeth yeah that's cool i do like the lyrics of that one and now, it was back yeah dave had so, just gotten fired at a uh metallica he was on this revenge tour re- revenge yeah, spree right after uh, kill em all came out a year after kill em all you're yeah kill em all was what 83 and yeah. he had some songs on kill em all i think did I think he even like get ha- it's like half the record no he's still credited he's still credited did yeah, he get he's still paid credited for like what uh, you know what i would guess he probably gets paid now because they, they toured together you know the it Why would like you be so done. mad? I mean, I guess like he can be mad or whatever. I think he's more mad story. because he he told them not to use the songs, and then they did anyway. I think Metallica uh, yeah, claims okay, that, that Metallica. I think did the whole like he never said that, which like knowing Dave, there's no way he <laughs> didn't say that. There's no yeah. way he wasn't that vindictive <laughs> saying you can't use these songs because he he co-wrote you know, half yeah. that album. Jump in the fire, um, Phantom Lord. Four Horsemen. There's another one. I don't. I don't. I don't think can he destroy, did maybe. I don't. Uh, maybe or I don't think Motorbreath. so. I know he didn't do Motorbreath. Maybe Whiplash. There's one other one. I don't know. I don't care about Kill 'Em All. Kill 'Em All no. to me is the best Metallica year. album, and it's still not good. <laughs> maybe Metal Militia co-wrote. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, because that I think that was on the uh, No Life to Leather EP. Is that well, was it an EP? No, it's just demo. From a was this a demo oh, yeah, that Dave well, was on? You know, let's let's double check here. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Mustaine co-wrote um, for Horsemen, Jump in the Fire, uh, Phantom Lord, yeah, and Metal Militia. And Metal Metal Militia is the best song in that album. And Metal Militia is a good song. I I think on the first four Metallica records, they're they're they all have one really like kick-ass song. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in, Injustice for All is the most consistent of those records, but yeah, I think like Blackened is good, Dyer's Eve is good. I do like one, but one is... It's too long. It should just be like yeah. three or four minutes. Just the end should be the song. It shouldn't the first. Oh, I think the beginning I should be the song. Really? I like the yeah. end. Yeah. The... I mean, the, the drumming I can it's get the... through, like, but you know, it, yeah. it's kind of cool. There's a lot of solos. Dangerous. The... No, I, I I like the beginning. I think the beginning is the best part of that. So yeah, I guess agree to disagree there. Yeah, no, it's just kind of like a better version of Fade to Black. Fade to Black's not 
that interesting of a song to me. No. Yeah, but Metal Militia, I think, is a really good song. Uh, Trapped Under Ice is a really good song. I, Battery, I think, is a really cool song. I think it's just crazy that Megadeth was playing a song off their third record before they had any records out. I'll, like, keep, I'll keep going. Into the Lungs of Hell? I'll keep going. Yeah, no, no, no. So Now, there's something here where I'm a little... I'm a little dubious of this. So show openers, they they have the variation also. Like this is kind of the average. There is just okay. a few few songs they did here and there. They also have Set the World Afire, which allegedly that was the first song Dave wrote post getting kicked out of Metallica. Set the World Afire, first track, well, the first like actual song. Not the first track. The first song on So Far, So Good, So What? So he already had the first two records written while he was with Metallica, essentially? Uh, well, shortly after. Or, who who knows? Yeah, for, yeah, for that, all that we bus know. Ride, I think that bus ride home or whatever, isn't that where he wrote a lot of songs? Probably. That was, I'm, I'm sure that was, it was probably like well, a week. wasn't the last train home, but it was the bus home. The long bus home. Last bus home. It's probably the last time he. He rode a bus by himself all the way home. Probably. But this is another one where I'm a little questionable. Is a hook in mouth. A little dubious. The show opener? Yeah. Well, okay. So the PMRC was 85. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So unless hook in mouth was written and just had different lyrics. And he just reworked it to to be more relevant. Because so far, so good, so what had the parental advisory sticker. And that was 88. Yeah. And and the thing with that parental advisory sticker is it improved record sales. <laughs> yeah. Because people said, like, oh, this is taboo. I should get it. And they don't want me to have it. And I remember I don't I don't think the the first two Megadeth records are not parental advisory even though I I would I would make the argument that uh P cells probably should be cuz like there there's some extremely violent lyrics not just um a good morning black friday which very very <laughs> violent lyrics but even my last words it's it's about uh Russian roulette yeah, even wake up dead for the only uh, two lines in it. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it just says he just says you know dead. He's creeping to bed. He, that if he yeah, I, I, yeah, he'll be dead. You know. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I, I, you know, my right, hammer's but, a cold piece of blood, lethal steel. I grin okay, while you little, writhe at the pain that I deal. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, that's a little more like that. Than no, and that song gets like super graphic. They like, tear out their organs and cut off their heads. Unleash my ah with sadistic intent. Yeah, versus like if I, I, like if I wake Nikki. up, I'll wake up dead. But wake up dead could even be interpreted as a metaphor. It's like, oh, my wife's, my girlfriend's gonna kill me if I if I wake her up after she knows I've been partying with my friends and getting drunk all night. Oh, he might not even. He might have just been out with them, and and he didn't yeah. invite her. Like they weren't partying; they were just out. True. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, she'll kill me, man. I can't do that. 
Yes, and I remember reading the lyrics for um for most of the uh, so far so good so what and 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 specifically thinking I don't think there is anything about this record that deserves the um the parental advisory sticker. And I know for a long time that was the best selling record. It's it's uh, this is actually pretty funny. So far, so good. So what? Uh, at the time of its release, was well received by critics, and now it's been less favorable. And uh, that's kind of how I was. I really liked it initially, but like now I go back. I'm like, there's not not uh, as many songs that I'm too keen. I on. like that record though. Like in my darkest hour, I think is one of their. Yeah. Okay. Singles. And. Um, I do like Mary Jane. That song's okay. That song is okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anarchy in the K in the UK isn't very good. No, it's, even it's, for a cover. I think. It, um, I think set the world of fire is pretty good. Set the world of fire is very good. Yeah, that one's very good. Um, hook and mouth, I do like it. Hook but and I mouth think, is very good. Yeah. I think those are the the three good songs. Set the and world of fire in my dark. Five oh two and liar. Liar and five oh two are are very average. I yeah. think Liar 502 and Mary Jane are average songs. I like how Mary Jane is arranged. I think the the song is cool, but Yeah, it has that, like an emotional element to it. Or like Yeah, well it has kind of like a spooky it, witch kind yeah, of sound yeah. to it. Well that's what it's about. Like. Oh yeah, sure. It's not about marijuana, it's about Mary yeah. Jane who was, I think killed for being a witch and she, she cursed she, the land. She was like well, Mary Jane was about Bette Midler singing um some one way or another, I'm gonna get you. So, you know, well, yeah, if you get that, we're moving on anyway. Yeah, for the most part, it's it's not that the record itself is bad, or it's not even a bad Megadeth record, it's just of the first four, not only is it the worst, but you stack most of the songs next to the other songs from the first four records records sorry yeah and for killing is my business the really the only slight against it is that they got paid eight thousand dollars to produce it and they spent yeah, the, half the, the, the production, is, yeah, production, production is, is crap is not yeah so if you saw that live i guarantee that's going to be like your most like one of your favorite records but it just stinks that the production isn't very good well and and apparently but can't you remix it or 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 remaster like? because yeah. I've well, seen them well, do we, that. Oh, with, do you mean like re-record? I don't think they re-recorded it, but they did. They did. They released something called like War Chest in like twenty. I want to say like twenty nineteen, and I listened to like Rattleheads on it, and it sounds like it has better production. So I don't know. No, if it does. They yeah, they 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 re they. They digitally remastered the whole collection in okay. the early 2000s. Like they, 2004, they, I think they did like a remaster or something. I know, or I don't no, know. No, 2002. 2002. Yeah, <clears throat> and and then they gave it the the cover that Dave originally wanted. The original cover for it is really killing is my business is terrible, and, and it has like the old English. It's font. bad. I, I, I like the re- logo that they redid it with and re like, I think they, oh yeah, lo- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it was, way, it was, way, way better. Yeah, that was that was tough. Now, apparently, there was something called um, Final Kill, where they re-reissued it. And the, so the original Killing Is My Business has the cover of These Boots. Mm-hmm. And that's the one, uh, just the song, you know. They call sex. You know, it has, like, Dave, Dave changed all the lyrics. Oh, okay. And and on the reissue, it censors all the changes. What? It just has random beeps. And you don't you don't know about this? I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, I I have the original. Killing is my business. It does not sound that good. It sounds kind of mm-hmm. crappy, but um. It, it's not unlistenable. It sounds better than a lot of black metal productions. It sounds better than Eaten Back yeah. to Life. Yeah, in 2018, it looks like they redid. Yeah, the final kill. Final kill, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, from what I understand, because in the 2002 think... reissue of These Boots, it has a yeah. bunch of censorship beeps. Like, you can say, you got something for me, something like a beep. Like it just, it just does that. Like, and it does that like in the middle of a guitar solo too. And from what I, from what I understand about the final kill is that it, it's the original version of these boots. It doesn't have the censorship. I haven't listened to it yet. I, I do need to listen to it. Yeah. It says it has like a rattlehead live 1987. Well, yeah, it just has a bunch of bonus tracks. Yeah. yeah. Look what make up pretty much the, the whole album live down the cross yeah it's it's got all of them it has it in order last rights killing is my business skull beneath skin blah 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 it has all of them except for uh, these boots and there is kind of a cool jazz sound to it like uh, you know gar gar was a jazz, jazz drummer. drummer yeah it's got this cool mm-hmm. kind of like bounce to it it's it's really it's really apparent in the first album the first album does have a really good sound to it for the mm-hmm. longest time killing is my business was my favorite uh megadeth record uh, i am a a a firm believer in in peace cells at this at this point yeah that's um that one is far and wide my favorite uh, i i will listen to peace cells any day of the week i think every song on it is but who's perfect. Buying? uh well that's a good question <laughs> no one here. Yeah, everything about it. P cells, great groove track, great intro, wake up dead, nice nice guitar. Uh that was so cool to see show, live. I love that song. Yeah, conjuring, good follow up. Devil's Island is a good good break before Good Morning Black Friday. Yeah. Super Wild super crushingly fast. Really, really great song. Bad omen. Another good one, awesome fast song. I ain't superstitious. Is, is okay. The cover. Yeah, it's it's a good. It's a it doesn't. It seems cover. like it doesn't really belong there, but it's no. cool that they did it. I'd yeah. rather it be on there than just nothing be on there. But it's it's filler, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, for my last words though. And yeah, so cool. and and my yeah, my last words is that is hands down my favorite Megadeth song for for most bands. Um, it's tough, like with Iron Maiden, like I go back and forth, which, what songs are my favorite. It just depends on the mood that I'm in. 
Well, they do know, have a lot, a lot of good songs. Same right. with Megadeth. They have a, they have yeah. so many good songs. Yeah. I, well, mo- most bands like Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, uh, yeah, like five songs Al- to choose. Alba. No, no, the, the Depeche Mode is a lot more than five songs. The Depeche Mode has a lot of great songs. But with with Megadeth, I can just easily pick my last words. The the lyrics are awesome. The intro is good, and the riff is so cool. It's like every everything about it. it it's it's just it's such a perfect album closer, and it, it just seems it seems like they started reincorporating it. Yeah, so it looks like they're playing it live. Yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, they they played it twice, like once in twenty ten, once in two thousand five, and then they just started playing it in like, twenty eighteen. And it, it it it's it's sad because Megadeth has such a good discography, and then they just stick to a, a lot of singles that are really lackluster. And I'm perfectly fine with bands playing certain songs. Like, you know, there's some kind of demand that goes into playing something like, you know, Symphony of Destruction or Sweating Bullets. But you don't need to play both of those singles, especially when you have so many, so many better songs, especially from the first two records that are really neglected. Like, it's it's just pretty much Peace Cells and, and Wake Up Dead. Especially since the production aren't as good on those first two records, especially on the first record. Like, you'd love to hear that live. Yeah. The first one is better. Like, this, this, you know, Peace Cells is fine. It's probably their best P- record overall. Yeah. Peace Cells doesn't sound perfect. Like, like Rust in Peace sounds yeah. perfect. That is a perfect produced record. For Peace Cells, there's still a little bit of grit to it. Mm hmm. And, and it's not so much that. I mean, that is a big part of it is that those those records well, don't sound that good. But the fact that they just never do it, because in 2010, yeah. they did like a 20th anniversary where they, they played Rust in Peace in its entirety. Right. Like, well, how well, why didn't you do that for Killing is My Business? I understand, you know, 2005, that wasn't really a thing that bands were doing at the time. That's kind of a newer trend where, where bands are playing full albums in their entirety. But how about 2015? You know, 30th anniversary of Killing Is My Business. How about that? That that seems kind of like a pretty good time to to dig that back up. I, I people would love to hear that. Oh, absolutely. I, I I would I would pay a lot of money to see a, a if they just played Killing Is My Business. Oh, well, I mean, I'd probably want to see the first two records, but well, and and here's here's another song. And, and here's another thing about that in in 2015, Ellison was in Megadeth, right? So you 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 had it wasn't just Dave Mustaine and his three friends, like you you had enough of Megadeth at at that point, right? Cause, yeah, cause they it, were the original guys, yeah. No, because Gar no. Samuelson wasn't the original drummer. Chris Poland no. wasn't the original. Oh, Kerry King was, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know if he was the original, but I know that I, I, I found oh, he this. Played shows. Yeah, I found this interview in, it was like Dave on the radio in like 1984. And he's like, yeah, we got this guy, Kerry King. Yeah, he's from <laughs> Slayer. Yeah, I know he, 
he, he said he, he doesn't know if he can commit, but I really want this guy. I think he's well, great. It's like you know, well, it reminds me of I think uh he wanted I think Dave wanted Dimebag to play guitar and he's like, Well, I'm not going without my brother. He's like, Who's your brother? Vinnie Paul. They're looking so so then they turned it in into Pantera. But yeah, dude, like that's wild, like well, what could have been. But not that even that would have been pretty interesting if Megadeth was um Diamond, Diamond Daryl at the time. Yeah, Vinnie Diamond. Paul. Vinnie Paul was a really good drummer. Yeah, he is. And obviously, Dimebag. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be said. Like Dimebag. And and I do feel bad because I I I do repeatedly do the. This person is only popular because they're dead. But Dimebag is a legendary guitar player. That he always was. His leads going back to uh, Metal Magic. His leads are so good. He he's almost like a like a uh, not almost like he he's like a step above randy rose oh wow super tight solid really Mm -hmm. technical melodic guitar player and he would be like hammered the whole time like isn't that one of his things i don't know maybe i thought i don't don't know i don't know a lot about i know phil anselmo was always high on heroin yeah, well, he had back pain, so instead of doing a like a surgery and being out six months, he's like, "Well, I'll keep touring and just take heroin. That'll be better." That well, you know what? He he's he's a doer. He's right? a <laughs> yeah. Rehab right. for quitters, like I've always said. Exactly. Now is your chance to use it, and you yeah. wasted it on the second episode. With well, you said it regardless you know, of context. You're here a little early, you know. Yeah, yeah you, you couldn't even hold it in. It's okay. No. But with Megadeth, with, with with Megadeth, I feel like they have to just keep the same twenty songs for the for thirty years because they have eight hundred musicians go in and out of that band. That's so, my joke. You stole my joke. You son of a. You thief. waited. You, you waited. Speaking of uh, shooting your load early. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't tell you my secrets. Apparently, you steal my jokes. Yeah, the reason Megadeth has the same set list is because they like keep that. recycling members, so they just have to learn this set of songs instead of going through the whole discography. Get out of it! <sighs> All right. I thought I came up with that joke. No, I did. Pretty it was sure clever. That's how you know I came up with it. <laughs> like the chip on your shoulder? Exactly. Yeah, well, let's let's uh, let's graduate. So this is 84, so it's pretty much Killing is my business, the the full album, plus Bad Omen, In the Lungs of Hell, Good Morning Black Friday, Set the World of Fire, now Debatable of Hook and Mouth. That one, maybe they changed the lyrics, because there was no PMRC, especially in 1984. No. So maybe it was about something else. Okay, so 1985, basically the exact same thing. So th- this is there. There's no hook and mouth this time, but same thing. Uh, still, good morning, bad omen. Uh, I'm looking for my last words. Not on here. Still possible no, that it was there, but this was 1985. Now it's possible because it's 85. They were doing heavy support 
before Killing Is My Business, so they wanted to, to focus on that. And then they just had a few other songs. Just okay. Yeah, because actually they didn't have a release in 84. So in 85, right, yeah. that so makes that, sense. They would just... Yeah. So then that, just like but they whatever. could... Yeah. Yeah, you Go can ahead. promote the next record, but not the uh, the third one because the second one's not out. <laughs> like into the lungs of hell, they're not they're not playing that in '85. No, and now we got '86. This is you know the year P Cells came out. I, I I'm not seeing into the lungs of hell. No. Into the lungs of hell is just a few chords, and it's an instrumental. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's like a minute long. But the set list here, we got well, Rattlehead. It's like three minutes. I don't think so. I'm pretty minutes? sure it's like a full-on, like song. It does like the same thing like over and over. Yep, that one. That is yep. that one. Maybe I just maybe I just tune out at a minute and I just all right. Let's start. You could, this. yeah. It keeps it keeps doing it. Yeah, it's possible. I, maybe I just go back and listen to that song because. I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. So maybe I'm just misremembering it because I always skip it. Okay, so 1986, we got Rattlehead. It's the first song. Wake Up Dead, The Conjuring, Peace Cells, The Chosen Ones, Killing Is My Business, and Business is Good, Bad Omen, Devil's Island, My Last Words, Mechanics, Good Morning, Black Red. So this is all of... um sans the the cover sans i ain't superstitious all of peace cells and a good amount of killing is my business you know no looking down the cross no skull mm-hmm. beneath the skin but the the ones that matter rattlehead chosen ones killing is my business even though uh, I, I my favorite song on the album is love to death and then probably then killing is my business and then looking down the cross but you know the the memorable ones and and those are my preferences. I feel like everyone's favorite song from Killing Is My Business is Rattlehead. And I've just never been a it, it's the probably the fastest song in the record, but I've I've never been a big fan of that. Uh, on, uh, this is on the Megadeth curve. I like Rattlehead more than the bad Megadeth records and the lesser Megadeth records, but on that record specifically, Rattlehead is is not one of my favorites. Maybe because I don't I think the lyrics are kind of cheesy. On that one. Stand up. Plant your feet. Not. Not. A, not the, how how do you rate Rattlehead? Well. I mean. I like it. Be honest. I think be honest. This, I like Skull Beneath the Skin is better. I like that one too. I think Man. Killing is My Business is better. Thank Last Rites Love to Death is better. Chosen's One is better. Looking down the cross is better. I'd put it. I don't really like mechanics that much. Uh, yeah, I think I think, me- I think yeah. Rattlehead is better than mechanics. Yeah, and then these boots and yeah, mechanics I, are the lower of yeah. the record, which is annoying because mechanics is the one that he still somewhat plays live. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> of all the songs from that record, I understand. Yeah, it's like the I, least powerful song in the record. I understand that it was a Metallica song at some point, so there is some kind of music history with it, but of all the songs, it, it's so weird that that's the one that he latches to. But yeah, so you got that. That That's 86. So this is, and then we're going to 87, which is still the Peace Cells tour. Wake Up Dead, 
Conjuring, Bad Omen, Rattlehead, My Last Words, Peace Cells, Devil's Island, which is really weird to have My Last Words in the middle of your set. These Boots, <laughs> Mechanics, Good Morning Black Friday, and the Encore, Last Right, Love to Death. Now, yeah, and, that's and we got some, mm-hmm. some variations here for closers. Uh, sometimes Bad Omen, sometimes Black Friday, sometimes Mechanics, sometimes These Boots, and sometimes Anarchy in the UK. So, you know, that so we got Anarchy in the UK a, a few times. So clearly that was on his mind at the time. And there is some little variation with um, various shows where sometimes they did uh, Skull Beneath the Skin at the end. So it wasn't, this is just the average. This is like most of the shows that they did. Like we, remember that when we saw Exodus like two nights in a row? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so uh, like one one night they, they opened. Played with, the same songs. <laughs> they did, but here's the thing. They opened with Bonded by Blood and then the, the next uh, night they opened with Piranha. Okay. Yeah, so they, they did change things around. So it, it's possible that the next night that they did play different songs. Like, they, you know, okay. variation. You know, they, instead of playing Piranha, they played, you know, I don't know, Impaler. But well, still, we we're, see. We're, we're still, we're, we're two albums in to Megadeth. And they're basically mm-hmm. just playing the first two albums. You know, that's to be expected. 1988. Now, this is So Far So Good, So, so far, What. So good, yeah. Yes. So. And that's with the new lineup with uh, Chuck yeah. Baylor and, and Jeff, Jeff Young. Young. Yes. Gar, Gar Samuelson and Chris Poland have done too much heroin to stay in this band at this point. <laughs> so yeah. we got Wake Up Dead, which uh, it's it like a new steady staple. opener. Yeah. yeah new, new staple. Mm-hmm. Set, set the World of Fire, which that's a really good song. I do like yeah. the World of Fire. The Hook and Mouth, The Conjuring. Mary Jane, In My Darkest Hour. Great song. Devil's Island. These boots are made for walking. I don't know why you would keep... You, yeah. That's, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, you're going to continue, but it's the there's two covers in the set list. <laughs> yes, yeah, Peace Cells and then Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> it is weird for an established band to do two covers on the tour supporting their third album. Right. Uh yeah, and this is something that I, I have noticed that a lot of bands, they do covers early on because, you know, they don't have a lot of material and it still helps it generate some, some kind of... Yeah, I think it's like a marketing tool too. Yeah, yeah. and then they you do know. it way late in their career. Like after they... Nadeth has done that as well. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's that's a pattern <laughs> that I've seen is like okay. there's like a, there's a bell curve where they do covers... Like in, in the beginning and then the very end of their career. Yeah, I mean, Megadeth's got a lot of a lot of covers lately. To get relevant again. Or, I don't know if it's re- no, it's just like they're they're re- retiring. They're they're old men now. And so you know, they slowing down by doing covers. That's yeah, that's a thing that I've I've noticed. Yeah, and then they close with mechanics. And we got some other variations with like Rattlehead, Devil's Island. I guess that some other songs that were here, but for the most part, starting to phase out the first album. There's a yeah, few first that, album is not. Yeah. So uh, there, there's the occasional mechanics and rattlehead. Okay. Yeah. And like we said, mechanics is the like 
besides the cover. The yeah, yeah, the, the songs from it are the, the songs that we both rated. The <laughs> yeah, two the worst one. songs from the first <laughs> album. Yeah, but 1988, this is when it's, it's all starting to change. Now, th- this album was really popular at the time, and it was a big seller, but it isn't one really people talk about. Now, 1990... This is Rest this is the peace. one that has pretty much c- cemented Megadeth as a a a classic legendary band. Like they they well, had a they it, had a debut album that was pretty good. They had a follow up that was classic. They had another album that was good, and they're like, okay, so it wasn't a fluke. This is a this is a band that means business. So go on. Oh, I was gonna say that this was a uh, you know the album that either brought them into what was called it you know the uh the big four so to speak or were they already into that they're probably already in in that at that point but but yeah this is this is the seminal album as yeah. as they say what they're gonna be uh known for so yes. to speak. i think we talked about that earlier the previous episode yeah a, a guy that i the guy that i knew that got me into black and death metal specifically and I, I asked him if he liked Megadeth, and he said, the only one you need to listen to is Rust in Peace, which I, I think if that guy were to actually sit down and listen to every Megadeth album, he would say Killing is My Business or Peace Cells because his favorite uh, thrash bands were Sodom, Great Band, Destruction, and, and Slayer. The, those were the one, and he said, like, if you want, you know, throw in some cool ones like Exodus. Yeah, and Rust and Peace, like, uh, Killing is My Business and Peace Cells is way thrashier than exactly. Uh, yeah, Ru- the, Rust yeah, and Peace and it, has, yeah. has like one thrashy song, two thrashy songs. Take No Prisoners, and, and I was gonna say, Take No Prisoners, and Poison Was the Cure. Yeah, which, but you know, both great songs. Actually, uh, Take No Prisoners is one of my least favorite songs on that album, but it's still a good song. I uh, I like um, the, the middle of that album. I think is the best part of it. But here we go. Uh, opening, wake up dead. Just how it is at this point. Then hook and mouth. That's a strange one to do second. Hanger eighteen, the conjuring, my darkest hour. Take no prisoners. Holy wars. Devil's island. Peace cells. Anarchy in the UK. Now again, we have a little bit of. Um, little variation where there's occasionally good morning rattlehead but the first album is it's pretty much gone like a, a few times they played rattlehead but for the most part the the rest of the first album is gone we're 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 just th- this is what has starting to form Megadeth's pattern, which is just do the the ones we're known for, and it's it's still it's a solid set. I don't know how long it is. I don't want to time any of these. It wouldn't take me too long to do it by myself, but I don't want to do it right here while we're recording. So whatever, it's that's no big deal. So 1991, still pretty much supporting this album. Now, I would guess 1990, that's Rust in Peace just came out or is on its way into stores, and they don't know what are the fan favorites. I'm sure that they're like, oh, this song's cool. Eh, I don't know about this one, but for the most part, they're just kind of like, all right, 
th this is the one I think is good. I think the, the fans are going to like this one. I think that, blah, blah, blah. So they're just winging it. So 1991, this is after the dust is settled and the, the buzz is, goes around and they hear what the, the fans are saying. The people are talking. Okay, which are the ones they like? That being said, we got intro, wake up dead. Then hook and mouth, hangar 18, the conjuring in my darkest hour, Dawn Patrol, Tornado of Souls, which I, I'm sure at I this love point, that song. Yeah, I think at this Tornado, point it's gonna be I think that's people recognize, you know, Marty Friedman with his solo. Oops. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think this is kind of like at the time the the buzz has kind of gone around and come back to them. Okay, people like the Tornado of Souls. That's the one. Because it didn't have a video. So it, it it's a song that it will pop up over and over. You'll you'll start to to see a pattern here, but it's of all the songs, like the, it's not Five Magics, it's not Lucretia, it's not even Take No Prisoners, definitely not Poison Was the Cure or even Rust in Peace, but Tornado of Souls it will keep popping up. But after Tornado of Souls, we got Devil's Island, Holy Wars, Peace Cells. Anarchy in the UK. Now, here we go for the show openers and closers. As far as the variation, sometimes you got Good Morning Black Friday. Sometimes you, you got mechanics. And this is, you know, very rarely. But for the most part, the first album is gone with the exception of mechanics and all the, the better songs of Peace Cells are gone. It's It's just... I don't know why Devil's Island is on there. That's a that's a weird one. Is for for everything that is, it's a good song, but for all the other tracks there, even like Bad Omen, it, it, it's like they're trying to not be a thrash band. And Devil's Island is is from the the classic album, but it, it's a they little got, slower. They got rid of the old and in with the new. Yeah, but we got we got a few few thrashy songs here and there you know we got hook and mouth yeah. hook and mouth. Uh, that, that's a, what oh wait hook and mouth yeah <laughs> no but they yeah. have a lot more thrashier songs than that well i mean on this set list oh yeah but yeah like tor tor tornado of souls even holy wars like these these are not songs that have that that thrash beat good good songs even even wake up dead like this is maybe in the the end of in my darkest hour maybe but the, the conjuring is the best you're going to get but for the most part yep it's this is like you had you had told me uh off off air when we were talking about this before the show started mm -hmm. where you appreciate euthanasia because it feels like the follow-up to countdown to extinction where countdown to extinction you're less receptive of because it followed rust in peace and it feels like a 180 or a setback. Yeah, but but I might have misread it because you know rust in peace isn't as thrashy as I remember. Sure. You know, it's definitely you not. know you know so but the songs are really good. It's it's a musician's album. Yes. That's yes. the best way to put rust in peace. Where the the first three are the thrash records, and then Rust in Peace is the musicians' like, album, and then the the ones after that are just '90s rock. 
right? Like very, very rarely do we hear any. Like Megadeth, at least, still sounded like Megadeth. I will say that, as, as they kept going. But uh, unlike Metallica, Metallica became a different band. Well, except for one or maybe two records. But... Well, I mean, yeah, they had bad <laughs> records. Yeah, risk, risk is unforgivable. Risk, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. but, cryptic writings and, and uh, train of consequences—they just feel like slower versions of Megadeth. Where this this set list is setting the stage for what mm-hmm. Megadeth would become. Like they are just slowly rotating their fast songs out and that those are the songs that made them popular now 1992 and they open with a song that i really feel like they should have been opening with the whole time and everybody used to give me crap for this they open with holy wars that's how i think they should be open they shouldn't be closing with holy wars they should be opening with holy wars that's a song yeah, I was gonna say that's a song you don't want to end, and it is almost seven minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of their longer songs because it, it starts it's... it starts off and gets you pumped, and then you get a little mm-hmm. break, and then it riles you back up. It's it, it's a it's a really good way to open your show. But we got that, and then followed by what became their standard opener for many years, "Skin of My Teeth." And oh, then, well, yeah, this is countdown. R- exactly. Yeah, it's, when this and, came out, and I do think follow up. Skin of My Teeth is the best record or the best song on that record. And it's not like, wow, it only has one good song, Skin of My Teeth. No, no, no. A- every song on Ashes Countdown, in Your Mouth is pretty good. That's a good song. That's a very good song. Oh, what every, are we going to say? I don't think song, Symphony of Destruction is very good. I don't I think that's don't really far like and that. wide the worst song. Yes. I think the main riff oh, kind of sucks, but I like <laughs> the. But it's yeah. what they're known for. I think that's what a lot of people know. Megadeth. But it's their most highest selling record. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the highest selling. It was their best debut. It debuted at number two. Debut. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it outsold like maybe at the time of its release maybe at the time of release i don't know i mean we we may have gone over this on an episode but i don't remember it was definitely their biggest album at the time but i yeah symphony of destruction it it's a a very average song it's a bad megan song yeah for 90s for 90s rock it's fine the main riff sucks. I, I like all the other riffs. Uh, the The leads are cool. I, I don't I don't mind the lyrics, but I think every song on Countdown to Extinction is good, but the it is it is lesser Megadeth. Like, Foreclosure of a of a Dream is good. Architecture of Aggression is good. Captive Honor is good. Countdown to Extinction is actually a really good song. That's probably my second favorite song on that record. Sweating Bullets is a good song. The video is silly. Oh, the video. He just talking to himself. Yeah. In that room. Yes. I, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a, that is a good song. The Ashes in Your Mouth is, is a good song. High Speed Dirt's really good. Yeah, it's about them uh, skydiving. Jumping out of a plane. Yeah, skydiving. Yeah, not, not, so, not exactly jumping out of a plane. Technically, yes, but. <laughs> they're skydiving yes uh, skydiving yeah yeah as a follow-up as a follow-up to rust in peace i do agree 
and it, it's kind of like the well, it's the natural progression, but unfortunately, it's the natural progression. But yeah. that's. But we'll we'll go on with this set list. I'll, to to recap because it's been a while. Holy Wars first, then Skin of My Teeth, Wake Up Dead, Hangar Eighteen, Countdown to Extinction, which again I, I really like that song. Foreclosure of a Dream, not bad. Lucretia, Sweating Bullets, In My Darkest Hour, The Conjuring. See, the, the Conjuring has been hanging around Dave for a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that he really likes that song. Just sentimental or just likes it? I think he I think he genuinely like, yeah, this song kicks ass. Because <laughs> he, he, he did swear, like, I'm not going to play any of those songs ever again. And that was, no, there was a, an acoustic set he did, New Year's Eve on like 2000 or 2001. He said, was it where he didn't dread I, the fugitive mind? Yes. But he said, I it was that a song. One? Yeah, I, I swear I'd never do again. And he did the Conjuring. Acoustic version of the Conjuring. Acoustic. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. But That's but funny. he has been playing that one lately. So I think he's like, screw it. I I like this song. Because I don't, I don't, as uh, the Conjuring is a good song. But I, I don't yeah. think it is one of the best well, early Megadeth songs. No. All right. Well, you got to continue with this set list. Tornado okay. of Souls. Yeah. Ashes in Your Mouth. Symphony of Destruction. Peace Cells. And then Anarchy in the UK. I don't know what that's doing as an encore. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen that a few times. That and Paranoid. Oh, really? That was cool. Yeah, that was a thing. I, I've seen that a, a few times. But here the... We got a little variation here. Show openers, Crown of Worms. That song's really cool. I like that song. Oh, and that's like sort of their upcoming record off of Euthanasia. No, that's Odd Countdown. Is it? Oh, yeah. Why yeah. do you keep thinking that's Euthanasia? I don't know, because we had this argument before we started. Yes, we did. <laughs> and then main set closers. We got Mechanics, and that that's pretty much it as far as the, 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 the first record. Hmm. So... They they have completely pushed out the first record, with the exception of mechanics. I think he he does mechanics out of spite to Metallica, less that like people like it, and I'm I'm gonna uh, play it for them. That's what I think it is. Now we got the set list for '93. This is pretty much the same thing. I'm not gonna go through this bit by bit. It's just like a, a few minor changes. <laughs> like it doesn't have um, Tornado of Souls, but whatever. More or less the the, the the same thing. Sometimes High Speed Dirt, sometimes Angry Again, sometimes Bad Omen. But for the most part, the first first album's gone. Now, this is, this is where it all begins. Because Countdown to Extinction, huge record for it. Yeah. It was, it was sold big, debuted big. And it also cemented to Dave, like, you'll never be as big as Metallica. They debuted at number one. You debuted at number two because of Achy Breaky Heart. Billy Ray. <laughs> yes, Billy Ray. I don't really need to start breaking down everything from from this year on. So starting with 1994, Euthanasia, they just started adding more stuff from new albums, whether it was the Euthanasia tour, adding Tutlamond, Reckoning Day, sometimes Train of Consequences. And Train of Consequences and Tutlamond become staples more or less not not always train of consequences but tutlamon seems to be always there for 
the cryptic writings tour they added obviously trust they used the man almost honest and then trust and she-wolf kind of become staples sometimes she-wolf doesn't make the cut but uh, trust seems to be there always but for the most part it it's just all of these singles all the ones that had uh, music videos and a lot of the time wake up dead but from countdown and on their set almost never changed and with the exception of the occasional mechanics which very very rarely the first album is almost completely gone and even a lot of the songs that were on he sells and so far so good are, are gone the songs that made megadeth famous the ones that brought them all of their fans they don't play live anymore i think the rust in peace it's the equivalent of metallica and the black album where sure rust in peace is a better record than the black album it, the songs are better maybe the production's not as good but the production on rust in peace is is flawless guitar tones are really good and the songs are good enough the guitar playing is really great all, all the musicianship is is top notch but it, it's not that early grit early raw early fast in your face megadeth and those songs are sorely missed it wasn't until 2018 that the conjuring and my last words started showing up again as we're looking here this is the the set list for 2023 hangar 18 dread in the fugitive mind angry again sweating bullet she wolf trust tutlamon will be back that's a new one Tornado Soul, Symphony of Destruction, P-Cells, Mechanics, Holy Wars. Not the worst, but still, where, where are all your classics, Dave? This one doesn't even have Wake Up Dead. P-Cells is the best record. I know Mechanics is here, but there, there's better songs from Killing Is My Business. But that's okay. It all fell apart with Countdown and... That record was so big that I think Dave just decided, you know what? Now nah, this is this is good enough, and almost kind of like a, a a little treat he throws the fans occasionally. He brings out the Conjuring, my last words, hook and mouth even. Take us home, DJ. And thanks again for listening to the Metal Podcast. Hope you enjoyed us going through the golden years of Disney and the songs they used to, um, you know, produce and create, uh, unlike what they're doing today. And going through a little bit of Megadeth's history and their set list. Thanks again for tuning in, and you can check us out again. We are the Metal Podcast. Stay safe out there.